0: People constantly talk about player exposures and stack exposures and all those kinds of things. How much should you draft of every single player? Well, I brought my buddy Pat Corain in today because we're going to actually dive into the teams that we've drafted so far and show our exposures and use the Draft IQ tool that we've built here at Spike Week to dive into much, much more than just individual player exposures. We were actually little behind the scenes speak right before we were hopping on here, looking at some of the player combinations and player exposures that I have. And, and even Pat was uncovering some things uh, that he has more uh, Trey Lance unstacked teams than he thought he had. We're going to dive into all that kind of stuff, how you can use it to draft better teams and, and so much more. All right, guys, thank you for joining us. These are, I tell people, Pat, every single Thursday that these are like the nerdiest uh, like shows that I do all year. You know, so I'm going to do whatever, 52 or, or something or. of these. And it's so, yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Uh, I talked about the Darin's and Evans like 46 times uh, in two months last year. But these are like where I really like like get to nerd out but they're like kind of the most fun shows where like literally in two minutes before we even hopped on, I uncovered something just by trying to show you how to, how to use something that we were working on. And I was like, Oh shit. I didn't know that about the teams that that, that I drafted. Yeah. And I, I think that's like some of the fun stuff. I mean, the, the player takes are really fun, but I, I love to look into kind of these, some of, you know, really kind of sometimes silly strategy discussions.
1: Yeah. I'm excited for this. Uh, this feels like something like, I kind of needed to do like this isn't for anyone but me like i need so i have 50 <laughs> best ball mania 51 best ball mania teams drafted right now okay. um you know feel good about some of my accidentally uh auto drafted a fourth quarterback apparently spags was in my <laughs> draft and was like asking p what what my problem was it was an auto pick <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh, you know normally I, I feel pretty good about the drafts um but i i kind of was like my thinking was right around this point, I wanted to really take a look and dig in and say like, okay, you know, are there any like major pivots you need to make? Because I've been kind of going like a little bit on gut. I check in on exposures, but yeah. I'm but I'm also just kind of like, I'm okay if things are a little out of whack. So I've been checking in and being like, this feels more than a little out of whack. I'm going to scale back <laughs> or I'm going to bump up. But I'm okay if like things are a little loosey goosey right now. It's the early period, um, and I'm a, like, I, I guess I don't mind if I if I ended up taking some fairly big stands naturally in the early period. But I don't want that to just sort of extend forever, and and sort of blindly take a bigger stand than I than I even intend right. to.
0: Right, exactly. Uh, this is a funny comment from Nick. That's uh, Spags was oh, bringing gotta, some I heat. Check I guess. This out. Spags is bringing some heat, so uh, everybody can go check that out after we get done. Two things uh, came to my mind when when you said that, and the first was I, I am actually in a little bit of a, a st- I'm still drafting, but it's like I don't know. My buddy texts me, he's like, "Hey, let's do a DK draft tonight," and I'll just like hop in one while like I'm cooking dinner or something. Yeah, yeah. As a op- as opposed to like when the draft season started or. You know, when we get to August and September where I'm just like, (laughs) you know, on the phone all day drafting, I'm in this weird period where I am trying to do exactly like what you just said. I was drafting very much so off of gut. And it's not just gut, right? It's like um, I I don't want to do the Gabe Davis thing. (laughs) That's that's uh, been a little bit. Well, we might played have out, to but, when like, we, uh, bring but, up yeah, the exposure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know you're right. I shared my exposure. He's in my top ten. He's in my top ten exposures. <laughs> so we might have to discuss him. But you know, but nice so b- it was basically that I was drafting that guy because he was undervalued to me, and I thought he was going to rise. Now we're having the discussion of you know is Gabe Davis a good pick, which is totally fine, but uh, it's like. I was drafting that guy with a purpose and now maybe that purpose has changed a little bit. So I am, I'm taking a step back and like investigating, like you said, I'm like, like you said, I've been a little like flying by the seat of my pants. And like, I'm just freaking drafting Trey Lance every time when he's at ADP 100 and we'll oh, yeah. figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out later. Right. I, Cause I can always, I'm in the midst of writing, uh, an article. I feel like you last year when you were writing the legendary running back article. I'm like, I, uh, I'm writing this. Well, I don't know when it's going to get done, but like, you can never draft, go back and draft a guy again, right? If we do a draft right now and we don't take Trey Lance, I can't go back and take him, and I only right. get so many bullets. So like, I can always stop. Like if I just want to stop drafting Trey Lance, I got like a, I have a lot of Trey Lance teams. I'll be totally fine. Um, if he crushes, but I can't go back and do it. So anyway, I'm doing that all of that kind of assessment. And then I'm really uh, digging into like these combinations of players, which is the big thing that, um, <laughs> that frankly that I wanted in this tool that, that we built where it's like you, you think like say you go to even you go to underdog that has exposures, right? DraftKings doesn't have exposures, but you go to underdog and you say, oh my God, I have 50% of this player. But if you look into the player combos that you have with that guy and you're like, let's just use Trey Lance. I, I want to take a stand on Trey Lance. So I drafted a ton of him in my first fifth. did you say? You have 50, 50 best ball mania 51. teams. Yeah. So let's just say, I'm just using round numbers. You drafted 50% Trey Lance in those 50 teams. You got 25 Trey Lance teams. You, you go look through those and there's like tons of combinations of players you don't have with Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. And so then you need to assess are you, are you okay with that? Right? Like maybe you love Gabe Davis and you don't have a Trey Lance and Gabe Davis team. Cause you only have 25 of them. It's not like, you know, it's very possible that you I don't. have, you know, you don't have Jonathan, maybe you don't have Jonathan Taylor and Trey Lance. Okay. You don't have whatever, you know I what do. I mean? I like, do. so, so yeah, but that's, that's where I'm at right now in this off season. So I thought we were in like this perfect time to like, take a step back. Cause same thing with you. I'm like, I need to do this <laughs> for myself personally. So we might as well just like talk about it on the air.
1: Yeah, this is exactly, this is like, this just has to happen. And uh, you also know this tool infinitely better than I do. Yeah. Um, and it's super powerful. Like looking at all the different uh, things you look like, I didn't realize you can pull up the exact stacks that you have. Like the, you know, you got a Trey Lance, pull out my Trey Lance teams, then you can actually pull up, like the additional stacks. Like I have four new Orleans Philly stacks on my, uh, my Trey Lance teams. Um, one of them actually includes a, a Jalen hurts, Taysom Hill, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, <laughs> Quez Watkins game stack. So that's oh, kind of fun.
0: <laughs> See that, but that's the fun stuff to, to that one's more, you know, just like informational, but the, the some of them, like I said, that the, we were pulling up before the show, I I have, like, I don't even remember what it is now. I have, like, 40% Trey Lance on 76 DraftKings teams. And I have only four George Kittle Trey Lance stacks. And I have one, like, game stack of their Week 17 game, in which Week 17 is is a priority to me, right? Like, especially yeah. in this DraftKings $5 tournament. So I'm, like... That I, I can't stop drafting Trey Lance if I, if I only have one Trey Lance, George Kittle with like any Raider, with like any rate like, like, how does that even happen? You have, you, have, you have 35 Trey Lance teams and you have one Trey Lance, and it's not even like Trey Lance, George Kittle with a bunch, with all the like Eagles and Saints and stuff that you were mentioning. It was like all I was asking for was Lance, Kittle. Any Raider, pick a Raider. <laughs> I don't care who it is. And I have one of those, literally one of those teams. So that those are the kinds of things I'm trying to kind of uh, dig into now. Before we get into some of those specifics, I did want to talk about, um, you know, you mentioned that, like, you're kind of flying, you know, loosey-goosey or not really worrying too much about exposure at this point. But is there anything you are kind of, when you head into a draft, like, monitoring or guys that maybe Gabe Davis. I mean, FF doom brings up, imagine being underweight on Gabe. I agree. But like, yeah. are there guys that like have risen or is there anything you're keeping in mind in terms of exposure?
1: Well, yeah, there's a couple things. I mean, there's guys, you know, like I said, some guys have gotten a little bit, a uh, little bit too nuts. You know, Ronald Jones is, as you, uh, you know, are not unsurprised to learn. I was drafting too much <laughs> of, um <laughs> And I, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, like, do I really like him that much more than Rashad White, who I also am super excited about? And yeah. it's like, you know, and also, so I haven't stopped drafting Ronald Jones, but I'm trying to be more price conscious where it's like, I want to make sure that any Ronald Jones shares I'm adding at this point are really cheap. Um, Julio Jones, I was adding too much of uh, compared to Will Fuller. So, you know, trying to make sure if there's like, That's I'm just a breaking one. ties to Fuller in. In, in drafts right now. Um, I felt maybe a little bit light on Ramondre. Uh, so I uh, wanted to get a little bit more hit. There's like, I realized I'm, I think I'm two to one Jefferson to chase right now. Uh, it was even slightly more than that uh, a couple days ago. And that was when I was like, that's dumb. I need to, I need to get that yeah. a little bit closer. I even don't mind you being like, more Jefferson. You, right,
0: Right, right. I was just going to yeah. say, even though you might want to be a little more Jefferson, you can see quickly that like, Twenty-five percent Jefferson. I'm throwing again, throwing numbers. Twenty-five percent Jefferson and ten percent Chase is really not where you want to end the year, at.
1: Yeah, I'm sixteen and eight right now, which still feels like I don't. I would like to be overweight, Jamar Chase. Um, although it's tough because it's at some point. I like all the top five picks, so just give me more of those. Uh,
0: I'm thinking before we before we go further. That is something that is also a priority to me. And I'm wondering how you might try to put it into practice. Cause I haven't totally figured out what I want to do yet. I want to be overweight, <clears throat> mainly Justin Jefferson and Jamar chase. I mean, Cooper cup is fine. I, I, I don't want to be underweight Cooper cup. And like, I don't, there's, there's this weird thing where the, it's those five guys. There's five first round picks that I'm like, these guys are the stones, right? Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Cooper cup, Justin Jefferson and Jamar chase. And I don't want to be underweight JT and Christian McCaffrey, like as a general premise and, and, and Cooper cup, but I do really want to be overweight Jamar chase and Justin Jefferson. But when they all always go in the top five picks, how, like, I can't, that's not really feasible unless I just get lucky and Justin Jefferson falls to me at seven more often than he should. Like You know, I know you like Jefferson a lot. How are you thinking about that?
1: Well, so this hasn't really worked, but like one way to get overweight the group is to hope that at six, Chase falls. Like if you're at six, one of them needs to fall to you. The most likely one to fall is Chase because he is generally the fifth guy. So he's the most likely to remain. That hasn't happened for me though. I have gotten McCaffrey, I think at like seven uh yeah. maybe it was six i don't but it was i don't think we'll get that five. anymore
0: i don't think we'll get that anymore but we did so we did for a little bit
1: yeah so you you basically just need to like be really okay being like underweight derrick henry and austin eckler if needed um but those guys i mean those guys are so much less locked into their spots you know P- people will take digs I, I know for a fact they will because i i sometimes do at six you know so like at, at six it become kelsey will go there like no one's really locked into that six spot. So,
0: yep. Tarek asked, what, what about Diggs? Are you, is he like oh, one I'm of your next, Diggs, next, yeah. next, next, guys up basically after the, the top five? I tend to take Kelsey, but um, same thing. I'm already overweight Kelsey. And so you have Diggs and Devontae. And I, like, I hate all those running I don't want any of those running backs. So it, I end up naturally overweight Diggs, Kelsey, Devontae, generally speaking.
1: I'm overweight all those guys. I have fourteen percent digs, ten percent of Kelsey and Devontae. So not not huge stance there, but yeah, I'm I'm underweight. I'm probably in best ball mania. I'm actually even with the field in best ball mania on Derrick Henry, which is wild. I've drafted him four times. Uh that surprises me.
0: Well uh I, I was very close to clicking you out of this uh out of this stream and continuing it solo the rest of the way. That <laughs> shocked me. So mind mind of a kid did say at, at the top, uh ironically, with the Derrick Henry thing that the last the last time Pat came on this Spike Week show, uh he Derrick Henry must have fallen, I'm guessing. Very, very far, unsurprisingly. And uh he got baited he got baited into taking him. uh
1: yeah, so he got baited so, into taking a bad Derrick Henry team as if there's any other kind.
0: Right, exactly. Like, oh damn it. I got Derrick Henry at the 13th overall pick and you know, that team was you probably took like Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry or something at the one at the 1-2 turn and that team is just stone Speaking dead. Mixon, London.
1: Are you taking Mixon? Yeah. Uh
0: I took uh I I want to see that actually. Um we'll, we'll, I promise we'll I'm pull up him into this player
1: nothing. thing, my best my exposures and I don't know if there's an error but you know what? nothing's coming up here i haven't literally not,
0: not drafted him at not for
1: me either not for me either oh so <laughs> zero that, shares that,
0: that is how the functionality works for any uh subscribers if you type into the search bar a player like on the exposures and you don't have him it won't it won't populate yeah. it only populates it with the zero. players yeah yeah so um yeah, because obviously the page will just like error out. Um, and I just now learned that that is the same for me with Joe Mixon. But should we talk thing. about that?
1: How many teams have you drafted?
0: So, so that, that that's funny. I've only drafted. I've actually drafted forty, but I haven't I haven't pushed the last team to the tool. So we'll only see thirty nine today when we pull up my best ball mania teams. So and that was really not
1: between the two of us with zero. Yeah,
0: person. and then zero Mixon right. And that was That, that actually was not my intent. I was planning to be a little bit closer to you 50 ish 50 Mm -hmm. 55 but i've just been hitting more drafters and DraftKings drafts right now because i just feel like both of those markets are a little bit more inefficient at the moment and like the only reason i would be drafting best ball mania is like because i need to get my drafts drafts in and like i don't want to be drafting five at a time or whatever you know come come late august so i've just been focusing on the other on the on the other sites um but uh, it, how are you approaching those drafts? Like right now, you know, we're talking about player exposure, but like draft exposure. How are you uh, approaching drafts right now?
1: I didn't really do much DraftKings last year because I was so turned off by the ticket thing two years ago. Yep. But um, I'm back in. Seems like I think were you the one saying that they're not doing that? A hundred percent confident. Okay, I feel I, so. That I makes me feel interrupt- a lot. Right? I,
0: I I I do, I do want to. Um, step in and say, I know a lot of people are worried about that. It pissed me off. I maxed that tournament. I was, I am an avid DraftKings supporter and player. I'm drinking out of a fucking DraftKings cup here. Like I play a lot on, on DraftKings and I, no one bitched more than me when they did the the ticket thing. And I have been assured repeatedly from, from the people that I talk to at DraftKings that they are, They understand how bad of a mistake they made two years ago, giving away those free tickets at the end because the contest was going to overlay. And they're more than happy. Basically if overlay happens, overlay happens, but they're not going to do that again.
1: I don't know that overlay is going to happen. Uh, I've been firing at this $20 contest and it's like, I don't know. It's like 40% full or something by the ball.
0: Crazy. It's crazy.
1: So I've been way more over there. Um, I mean, I basically didn't play there yet last year, so I don't know. I think I have like 40 drafts over on DraftKings, but some of them are kind of like those. I did some of the $3 and $5 just to like warm up. Um, I have 17 of the $20 draft,
0: okay. which
1: I, I like the structure of that because it's a smaller. I think it's a 20-man final. Uh,
0: right. As so opposed to a, a thousand man final in the in the five dollar, it's like almost a yeah. thousand people in the five dollar.
1: Yeah, so you know, I like the uh, I play the spin move, which is like you know very small GPP on DraftKings. I kind of I kind of like the small field um, style, like that. It's just easier for me to get my head around. So uh, that twenty dollar tournament on DraftKings is pretty interesting, but it, you have to you have to sit around a while for it to fill. So often I'll like try I'll. I'll go in there I'll be like it'll be like two of twelve like I don't feel like uh leaving my phone open for forty five minutes and I'll just go yep. the best ball we team
0: right <laughs> right that's the that's that's definitely the problem uh with anything above like five dollars that's all anything in best ball that's five dollars or below is probably gonna snap fill like on any site basically yeah. even like drafters launched this two dollar tournament you could get in one right now it's gonna fill pretty quickly but Anything above like five dollars takes a little bit of time. So last thing before we start to really just dive into uh, some of our maybe chaotic exposure is are there any specific players that you have changed your mind on in terms of in terms of your exposure? You know, obviously you talked about the Jefferson Chase thing, but like there was a player, you know, in May when we started drafting that you were like, I'm taking this guy constantly that now that now you're backing off or or the the other way too. You, you mentioned Ramandre as one example of that.
1: Um, ETN is one that I, you know, I didn't get like I'm pretty jealous of some of your your stances early when I was like, you know, hanging out in the rookie draft streets, getting, getting oh, I got a good value at the 110. Meanwhile you're just scooping the sixth round Gabe Davis or whatever. So I've got <laughs> my Gabe Davis exposure is like is both high and like at at like the current market. So yeah. it's not I don't have I don't have that sweet, sweet uh you know, fifth, yeah, sixth, sixth round days. He part. was
0: he was he was sixth round when uh, these yeah, contests then, launched. Then, yeah. Those are good days.
1: So I have ETN um pulled up in Best Ball Mania. I am at eight percent. I'm even with the field. There was a time where I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna be so overweight, Travis ETN. Uh I have him my average ADP on him is fifty-four. So basically I kind of stopped drafting him once he moved up into that like you know, almost third round range. Uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of was drafting the fifth round ETN. I I should dig in and see because I, I bet I have some uh, like hero builds with ETN because I'll do that sometimes with mm. Brees Hall. Just yep. like use him as a hero, even though it's not, you know, it's closer to like a zero run. But it, essentially I'll go with five running back build with, uh, with Travis ETN back in the day or Brees Hall now. Um, the thing I'm struggling with like real, real bad. It's like the, so I haven't like fully changed my mind, I guess, but the chargers stuff, like getting, mm. not getting Mike Williams early and then him going up to like, you know, the 302 or whatever. Like I just can't pull the trigger there. And I haven't had, like I, there was a period where I didn't have any Mike Williams. I've since gotten them, but I might only have one share still. Um, wow. Just because I was, okay. it, it just feels so expensive to me to get him, um, you know, in the like early third. I got him at pick 35. I think one share in best women at pick 35. So that's like, but in general, I don't want to like fade the chargers, obviously. So I'm trying to figure out like, is this, is this kind of Williams Cup connection going to start to get a little shakier as like more normies come in? Yeah. Does that push Mike Williams down the board a little bit? Can I get him? Can I get Mike? I'm okay paying a late third-round price if I have to. Um, but I I also am okay paying the early to mid price if that's the only price I'm ever going to get. So that's that's like probably the biggest thing I'm trying to think through of a, of a guy who I'm like currently fading, but I'm not intending to take a big fade, fade stance against.
0: It's so funny you bring that up. And part of why I have sort of stopped drafting on underdog again, you see here I have, this is for those that are not aware, this is our draft draft IQ tool. You see this here um, on, on spike week, I have uploaded all of my teams to, to the tool. And so it, it breaks all of this stuff down for me. And so I've drafted 39 best ball mania uh, teams. And, and if you shameless plug for two seconds, you know, so I have 135 teams I've drafted on underdog in general. Right. So there one backyard. Let's see what the backyard best ball team is. Who do I have on the backyard best ball oh, team? I gotta
1: dig into my rookies at sophomores here. Yeah.
0: Oh Calvin Ridley. Okay. Dead, dead team. Uh you know, Calvin Ridley, Michael Thomas. Uh yeah i drafted a bad i, I drafted a bad backyard best ball team apparently but anyway you can see everything right sophomores and juniors uh the superflex right you want to you want to see the 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 superflex here i don't I, I don't know anything about my superflex teams oh jesus these are worse Jarrett patterson was my stand in the superflex who is now going to get cut by the, by the washington football team mitch Trubisky, another one of my guys in the the original superflex right the big board superflex but anyway you can see all you can see all these teams we're here to talk about um like best ball mania and such and it's funny because you're like I can't get Mike Williams but I drafted an overwhelming majority of these 39 teams in the first few days of best ball mania and Mike Williams you see here we have a column for like my average adp for Mike Williams is 45 you know so he's like you said he's going at the 2 3 turn now I've I have 33% Mike Williams, uh, you know, so 13 teams, but it's all at like pick 45 ish. And so to your point, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, if I get to if I get to 150, right, I won't I'll be like give or take at the field of of Mike Williams if I never
1: draft him again,
0: basically. And, and like, am I comfortable with that? I don't know. Probably. But You'll the, be you like don't
1: feel a little tiny sliver overweight even. It, it right. Never exactly.
0: Just by never, just by, and it's the same thing with Gabe. Da- I mean, Gabe Davis is my highest owned player and I it's, you know, pick 54, 55, as opposed to, you know, when he's probably going to get memed into the third round or something like that. And so anyway, this, this is where you can see all that kind of stuff. But the, the Mike Williams thing was funny because that's exactly where I was like, He's like the shining example of why I drafted early and stuff. Um, Eric, dude, there's an infinite. I've, I've had to say this on like twenty streams. Eric's there's something about this is a fucking simulation that we're living in because only Eric's show up and comment in the chat. It's Eric's and Paul's. That's it. That's it. No <laughs> Eric's one. With no one K. Else. Yeah, and this is an Eric with a K, which is which is very weird. Also, there's another Eric. He's, I believe, he's actually an Eric B, but he's Eric with the C, like E R I C. His last initial is B, right. and that's what he shows up in as the chat. His username on Drafters, he shows up for every Drafters draft, is never drafted RBs. Is his username wow. on Drafters? So this is all just like a total mindfuck when I show up uh, for for this. But anyway, Eric, thank you for asking. This is this is literally Spike. This is legitimately the the. The YouTube channel that you're watching, Spike Week here. This is our Draft IQ tool. Um, it's it's a premium product for for twenty five dollars a month, but you can see anything and everything you want to see about your teams, and that's kind of uh, what we're going to use today to to digest uh, some some of this. Yes, D- Derek. Derek. Yes, technically that is close uh, to Eric. That's a that's true. Close. Uh, <laughs> it's Close. That's uh, true, Derek. He's said so This is this is also funny. Calvin Ridley is probably watching this stream because he's he's probably bored. Yeah, he's got to get games. his money in good. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, So so what I what I wanted to start doing is literally I I don't give a shit. We can look at my exposures like if anybody in the chat has questions, if you have questions and I'll just kind of like, you know, spitball about some things and we can just see where it goes right because obviously as you see here this is just like literally my top exposures gabe davis right (laughs) you know the the meme king is one of my highest owned guys but as pat said as as pat said earlier you know i was getting him much later you know you see over here his current adp is 47 i was getting him we're closing in on around around later and so i was just smashing that that draft button in a in a different vein, Donta Foreman was a, a is a late round running back. I'm probably still going to keep drafting, even though he's my second highest owned guy, because he hasn't like really risen. Right? I've actually he's actually gone down four picks since <laughs> you know my my general average ADP, which I mean it's pick 200, so it doesn't matter too much. But same thing with Kyler. I, I'm curious about your take with Kyler. Um, you talked about you guys talked about him uh, on the show last night where Davis had a really terrible reason for why he was drafting Kyler or or why he was drafting Kyle Pitts, uh, was, was so he could set up the Kyler week 17 correlation, which is generally,
1: I also sometimes do that
0: (laughs) generally not what I would recommend even as a week 17 bro. But (laughs) I love, but I love Kyler. And it's very interesting to me that, um, we get a, like a superstar elite rushing quarterback in the sixties. Now that's falling. Right. Um, and so I don't know if there's any kind of... Are you, you saying know, that's like, high
1: because we can get Trey Lance later? Is that what you mean? Well, obviously, yes.
0: But Trey Lance is getting... Trey Lance is... Where, where, is where, where, where is Lance? So Lance's ADP 84.5 now. You see, I mean, I've Ooh, gotten 91. good... I like that. I've gotten good value on Trey Lance, but like it's probably not even as... Much. I mean, look at like Daryl Henderson, like average, you know... Uh, uh, my average difference of ADP on Daryl Henderson, I was getting him in the 160s and he goes at 138 right now, right? So, these are the kinds of things though that I want to investigate where I'm like, I still really like Daryl Henderson, but I have 30% Daryl Henderson. To your point about like Rashad White and Rojo, it's like, I don't know, I can break a tie of somebody else in the 138 yeah. range when I need that running back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I have. I'm at. I'm at 22 percent, Daryl Henderson. But I have a worse price. I got him at 142 uh, overall. Trey Lance is funny. I have. I have 24 percent. I got him at 91.83. Yeah, it's like, Oh, slightly shit. better price. How the hell? Did <laughs> but you that, have more. I, I, no, you clearly, have more. I
0: was reaching. Clearly, I was reaching on Trey Lance. I can't. I can't help myself. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was the guy last year, like literally doing shows. Like we have to push and try to get as much value as I can. And you have better value on Trey Lance. The one guy I want to take a stand on.
1: (laughs) By like Uh, (laughs) 0.4. Wait, so what did, what were you at? Kyler? Yeah. So I have Kyler. I'm at 18%. Um, and I've gotten him at pick 62. Uh, I like, I mean, I'm, you've actually taken a lot more stands than me, which makes me feel like a coward. Um, (laughs) So I'm I'm gonna just start drafting. I do like the idea of like checking in on your percentages and then just like going way harder at the guys who are already going at. That does seem <laughs> that does seem pretty on brand. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I mean, yeah, I think I think Kyler Murray is a is a great pick. I think like these elite quarterbacks are really intriguing to me. Osimo oh, had the article about you know how important Week 16 is. Uh, yep. You've got two small field GPPs that you need to win. And you need to win them. You need to finish first in week 15 and then first in week 16. So it's a it's a very small field GPP, but you have to win that GPP. And I think it's probably pretty helpful to have an elite quarterback score hitting your lineup that, you know, in, in both week 16 and uh, and week 15. Uh Week 17, you you have to win a much larger GPP, and so I think that makes the opportunity cost of the elite quarterbacks a little tougher, which is one reason why I keep gravitating towards Lance, because I'm like, maybe i get the best of both worlds here, uh, not giving up a, a really premium pick. Um, but, you know, Kyler, I think uh, Lamar, you know, those, those uh, top-end quarterbacks who aren't super highly priced, even as Mahomes has begun to fall a little bit, yeah. uh, I think they're all really interesting.
0: Yeah. I think so too. FF doom uh, piggybacks that with like Kyler and Lamar. I mean, just that rushing upside for those two guys at their price is pretty crazy. I'll be honest with you. I didn't, I I didn't even, I didn't even see this. This is like, isn't, this is hilarious. This is the, so there's the upside of drafting early, right? You get, you get Gabe Davis, you get Gabe Davis at a great price. You get Mike Williams at a great price. You get MBS at a great price. And then you take a stand on David Bell, who falls forty five fucking picks from where you are taking him? And you have. 30. We'll just wait until start... they get Jimmy. Once they get <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, yeah. Okay? Please God, I just just so that this is not such an insanely red number. <laughs> like I like that is like that has got to be one of the highest <laughs> uh, worst stands anyone's ever took taken. Is uh, oh, guess what? You're taking him at pick one forty seven. He's now going in the seventeenth round. <laughs> you moron um so yeah you know we can't we can't win them all but uh that is that is david bell um one thing that that uh, we'll get into some of the uh like exposures which uh, somebody asked um er- eric uh says can you sort for combinations of players we will get there i promise um but that like jumped out to me when I like kind of start to look is a, you mentioned the Eagles and I was, I was, I, I again, a, a similar situation where I was, you know, not necessarily right about the player, but right about the ADP shift from miles Sanders where I was smashing miles Sanders. You know, he was outside the, the top 100 picks when we started uh, draft season and I thought Dallas Goddard was also a good pick. He's actually fallen. A little bit, and then just the fact that um you know Debo and Kittle are so much more expensive that Brandon Ayuk is my like de facto stack partner with with Trey Lance, and I don't even really have mm-hmm. good value on him. But I think this you know thirty percent is just like I do still want to stack Trey Lance, even if I'm only skinny stacking him with one person. So it just yep. like becomes Brandon Ayuk, and you kind of mentioned this that was like. I'm just drafting, right? I've just done these 40 drafts, and this is just what happened. It wasn't like I set out to have this much Brandon Ayuk. It was just like, I don't know. I need a 49er to go with Trey Lance.
1: Yeah. I, I'm in a similar boat. I have 24% Iuke. Um, I don't have a great price on him. I got him at 81, so a little head of ADP. Uh, but it's like... I think I'm that way with all these 49ers where I have, I have Kittle at 24% as well. Uh, Lance at 24. I guess no, no surprise that Kittle, Lance, and Iuk are all at 24% together. Um, Lance, Lance I've gotten good value on, but the others uh, I'm like reaching for slightly, which, which probably makes a, a little sense. I, I mean, I think the Kittle ADP is
0: kind crazy. of crazy.
1: So, yeah.
0: How is he falling? Where is he? I, I got him on here somewhere.
1: He's at 50.7 now. Let me me find Kittle.
0: So I don't have good value on Kittle, but because I can't ever let him get to ADP, he keeps falling in ADP. (laughs) Like, I'm amazed that I'm amazed that I I have 21% George Kittle. I'm amazed that I even have let it get to 49 because 49 feels egregious to me. Um, I, I don't get it. So apparently, I, I knew the 49ers were going to be a part of my whole process, but if we're going to let keep letting George Kittle fall into you know the fifth round or whatever, it's really hard for uh, for me to to pass on him.
1: Um, I'm going to move over. Can you pull over. up Kevin's comment here because I, I I need to go on a rant. Please do. So, I just did a podcast, um, a good a good football show for NBC, and we were talking about guys who can't stop drafting. Pick Trey Lance. And uh, our producer jumped on after the show and was like, "So you really think Jimmy is is definitely out of there?" And and Lawrence, uh, who's very sharp on the show, was like, "I haven't been drafting him that much just because like I kind of want to see you know that you know that Jimmy's definitely out of there." Like so you're seeing like there is a discount on Lance right now. Like just wait, Kevin. Just wait, man. Like he's <laughs> he's coming he's coming for Burrow once Jimmy's not there. Oh, yeah. He's coming oh, for yeah. So, I mean, if you think he's overhyped now, like, and it won't even be us hyping him because, like, I'd rather draft him where I'd much prefer to draft him in the eighth. But there's going to be, I think there's a contingent that's not fully on board now, but is intrigued drafting some of them. And it's just going to be very hard to, like, I, what's the counter argument to him, you know, always going ahead of Tom Brady once Jimmy Garoppolo is elsewhere, you know?
0: Uh, 100%. I'm not, I, I talk about Trey Lance so much. I'll let you, I'll let you carry that torch, uh, for this, uh, small, small, like this hour. This hour, I'll let you, uh, <laughs> that's a bollock says you, Kevin, you came to the right stream, baby. If you want to, if you want to shit on Trey Lance, you are in the right place because you're definitely, well, I mean, get like, someone to reply. Right. Trey no. Lance
1: could have a terrible year. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, in terms of closing line value. Like now's the time to draft Trey Lance. Like it's sort of last call on Trey Lance. You're not going to get as good of a value. He's not, you're not going to get him in the late eighth. Right. If you, if you're right, you probably have to take him in early seventh. If you want Trey Lance on that team, but you know, if you're in the late seventh getting Trey Lance now is, is going to be a lot easier than it will be, you know, probably mid, mid August or later.
0: Yeah. I mean, as we move over to this exposures page, if you click over to the exposure tab, this is my favorite. I think this is everybody's favorite. Um, page in 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 the tool but like obviously you see over here like i i have 11 trey lance teams i want more than that i was i was doing a little bit of um uh kind of like what pat said with trying to push it to get to get you know proper value when like this dude was going outside of the top 100 picks I, i don't think people understand he was going outside of the top 100 he's now in the 80s it's gonna continue to rise. I have him ranked 75th overall, and I adjust my rankings for ADP. So that's like honestly, he's not the 75th overall player for me. He's absolutely higher, but I, I'm not gonna put him yeah 50th or whatever overall when he goes in the 80s. And so it it's one of those things where, like you said, if you want to if you want to take a complete stance against Trey Lance. That, that that that's fine i take stances against players all the time but if you want to get that archetype of a player into your portfolio you like you said you don't have much longer what camp's yeah, yeah. about to start he's going to be the starter it's going to be highlight real city um you know because it was like the cd lamb thing who knows cd lamb didn't work out trey lance might not work out but we memed him into the back half of the second round because you know his highlight reels were awesome and he's a you know 22 year old superstar it it, it was was pretty easy so anyway as we get to this page uh then we're after we dive into some of this i want to look at i do want to look at draftkings because my draftkings is a lot more polarizing and i'm going to make uh pat pull up pull up his but you can see just overall exposure Right. This is just all my 40 teams and then like what they look like from a structure perspective. Right. So I have 30 percent zero RB teams. Uh, Clearly, the Denver and KC teams are the teams that I am uh, really going after in in week 17. And we can also click into those teams and see literally the amount of combinations of players that. I. So I have 20 teams that have Denver and KC uh, we're calling them stats mm. it's just like a correlation right so like you see the top one is alberdo and mvs which if anybody that knows me is not the least bit surprising but it is kind of interesting as you start to move down you know rojo and alberdo russ r- this would be a fun uh run out for that game russ throws two touchdowns to alberdo and, like and rojo and rojo has the 98 yard touchdown run or whatever that he had uh the one week but you can like dig in dig into all of this and that game was uh the next thing that I was going to bring up are there games that you in week 17 are specifically targeting and are there games that you've seen as you've started to look into your exposures that you want to like get more of or less of
1: i mean i i have the denver kc one i have 20 stacks of that uh 39% exposure the new orleans philly one i have Twenty nine percent exposure to, which probably I want to, like that's not going to be a great game. But I, I we've talked we've talked about that one, yeah, yeah. So that one's maybe one to get a little less of. Buffalo Cincinnati, I have twenty two percent. San Francisco Las Vegas, twenty two percent. Um, I don't have much of the Minnesota Green Bay one, uh, mm. which maybe isn't ideal. I'm only eight like percent there. Uh, I only have
0: ten. I only have four. I only have four teams. And two of them are AJ Dillon and Justin Jefferson. Oh God, Kirk Cousins, KJ Osborne, and AJ Dillon. Who the fuck drafted that team?
1: <laughs> I did want to ask you about: Are you adding a feature to this where I can delete a team? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a team from ship chasing last night. I kind of would like to to just get out of, the, out of the. This is the pool here.
0: This is the next step. I would really like to get rid of this Kirk Cousins and yeah, AJ Dillon. That and get, that's yeah, that's really bad. Who drafted that?
1: <laughs> I, I have Cleveland-Washington at, at only 6%, which looks like the lowest. Unless there's a game, I have, I guess I should count this and, and see if there's a game that I haven't stacked at all. Um,
0: Cleveland-Washington. Okay, also this stack isn't matching up. But uh, I've stumbled – obviously, I have a lot of David Bell. So I've stumbled uh, onto some, some Cleveland-Washington. And then uh, you, know, you get a couple of Deshaun Watson, David Bell teams or something like that. Yeah, and uh, and it, it tends to happen. So what do, what is your take on some of those games that, like, we're not excited, right? Obviously, you see my week seventeen. I mean, maybe people aren't very excited for Indy and the Giants, but like Denver, KC, Arizona, Atlanta, the LA Bowl, Buffalo, Cincinnati. Everybody kind of gets why those are the 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 fun games. But are there any of the other games, right? Houston, Jacksonville. Uh, which I thought I would have had more of. I'm kind of mad. Oh, this is – I don't know what's going on here with this uh, number of stacks. But uh, I I thought I would have had a little bit more of uh, the the Houston-Jacksonville game um, just because, like, they're all so cheap. But is there anybody that, like, jumps out to you that you want more of?
1: I want more of the L.A. Bowl, but I keep – i am so hard. I've been been price sensitive, yeah. So that's – and I I have a decent amount of Josh Palmer – uh, I like Higby and Everett, you know, but I mean, that's not the way that game's going to pay off. Right. We're not going to be yeah. sitting here like, thank God I got Higby. <laughs>
0: you know, like, exactly. So uh, that or van that's or one. van van Jefferson, van, or yeah. even like you said, Josh Palmer, like that's the thing that, that's another thing going through this exercise um, is like, I, you, I tell myself during the draft, it's like, Oh look, I have Cooper cup on this team. So, like, let's take Gerald Everett. And I do think it's fine, right? Or I have yeah. Mike Williams. So, like, let's take Tyler Higby over whoever. But, like, when you really zoom out, you're like, is that really the way that this... Like, if, if this game is really the Stones, is it Mike Williams and Tyler Higby? Like, I, I think we're... Like, there is, a, there is a scenario in which we're, like, also overthinking this a little bit.
1: Well, it might even be worse than that, right? Because if there's going to be teams in week 17 that we need to separate from, if you're bringing along weak minis, are you actually running into other teams that have that same mini where you could have differentiated? So it's like kind of, this is like a one, the next level galaxy brain of like, you only want certain week 17 or like at some, because at some point, and I, I guess like I've, this is like a super half-baked thought because I don't know if we're to the point where you know enough people are stacking week seventeen to make this uh, a good thing to do. But in a world where everyone just stacked week seventeen, you know that was just super common. It would probably make sense to break ties in certain cases against the week seventeen correlation, knowing that you would have a more unique team. I don't. We're right. probably not near that point now, but it has crossed my mind that you know if there's going to be a lot of sharp drafters who have, you know, like Isaiah Spiller, they're, hmm. they're always going to have him paired with Everett or Higby. Like maybe it makes more sense to pair him with Fant or something like that.
0: Right. Yeah. I think two, two parts is, we're definitely not to that point yet. Right. Um, that, 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 I believe for, for sure. Um, it also cracks me up, uh, uh, the when the, the bots show up, so i don't know i don't know for ship chasing um last night i know you were you were running the show the bots have started to show it reminded me because davis was on your show the bots have started to show up in the chat with davis matic in their uh name yeah swear to god anybody that's uh rob can probably ask i think rob was on the last show it's like you know it's the porn bots or whatever and it says like in parentheses (laughs) Davis, Davis, Matic. That was like one of the it's last terrible. shows. Yeah, the the bots are getting way too smart. Uh, Elon is really taking over the world uh, now. But <laughs> back to the back to the subject of the matter. Definitely, people are not doing this. You know, to to an efficient an efficient level. Right, but right. the thing the thing that I have been thinking about, like you said, galaxy braining a little bit, is the people that are doing it. I guess in two manners. One uh (laughs) sorry, (laughs) that's Davis Manic exposure that I'm not looking forward to is uh it's very good, but uh is people doing it from the start of the draft, and the LA game is the like the LA game and the Buffalo game are like the perfect examples where like people uh Davis does this, people take Chase. And then they prioritize the early bills right away, like instantly. They're like, okay, now I'm going to take Gabe over this person. Or now I'm going to take Josh Allen over this person. Or I took Cup, so I'm going to take Mike Williams. That's probably the best example with the way that the ADP fits together. So that's one I am kind of thinking about um, a little bit. And then to your point, it's like also generally speaking, these are probably sharper drafters. And so yeah, you do yeah. start to th- you do start to think through some of that, and so that's where I will default a little bit to like a clearly as you guys have seen here, I have a ton of Gabe Davis. It's like on the Chase team, I don't have to take Gabe Davis now. Let's do, I mean, here let, we can freaking pull it up. Um, let's look at not Gabe teams. Let's look at T Higgins teams, and then we can see the T Higgins teams. Gosh dang it. there's so many scrolls on here with this is also embarrassing. I only have two, two different forms of Buffalo Cincy stacks with T Higgins, right? A, neither of them include the quarterback, which is kind of interesting. And B they're all get, they're basically all Gabe Davis, right? So it's all Gabe Davis and T Higgins. So now we're galbraining this thing, right? As I start to build those out, when I draft, when I draft T it's like, maybe don't take Gabe. Now let's take Knox. Now let's take Singletary. Now yeah. let's take James, James cook. You know, that's the important part of all this is figuring that kind of thing out. Like I look at, I'm like, I like T Higgins. I want to draft T Higgins, but then you're like, you're it. When you start correlating from the top without looking at it at this level, yeah. you don't really know what you have. Also how the, what, what is this is, this is what an insane team. This is, uh, Dawson Knox and Gabe and chase and Higgins, but neither of the, (laughs) neither of the quarterbacks.
1: I found a Josh Allen, Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Jamar chase, Jamison Crowder, T Higgins. I may have gotten (laughs) carried away. That's the
0: other thing you find out really, (laughs) really quickly. Um, is you, uh, sometimes you really do get, and McKenzie. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you do get a little bit carried away. Mine is always with, I, I will find teams where I'm like, I did Jalen hurts and Miles Sanders and AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard. And, and it's like, it's one thing to like include the super cheap receivers. It's another thing to include the running quarterback on a run first team and the running back and the, yeah, yeah. you know, second round wide receiver or whatever. So that happens to me. Um, Eric, I would, uh, just to answer your question, uh, you do not have to manually uh, en- enter lineups. We are in the process of getting this, st- so it's a browser extension. You download a browser extension, click some buttons, and it sends your teams into this tool. So all you have to do is log in then, and it will automatically populate. Kind of like a lineup optimizer for DFS is kind of what I would uh, uh, translate it to. <clears throat> We're we're waiting to get approved into the Google Chrome Store, which will make that process like if anybody has Chrome extensions like so much easier. Um, but they they don't love gambling or uh, fantasy uh, you know companies, so it takes a little bit longer. But we are uh, we are working on it. I cannot get away from this Gabe Davis YouTube account that keeps popping into every stream and saying negative He's things about himself. <laughs> He came on the hot dog stream and we were about to take him and he pops up with a comment that says, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> um, so anyway, we got, we got a little bit of time left. I'm going to pull up my DraftKings Kings themes and then we're, and then Pat, I'm going to make you share, share some years and we All can right. have some fun uh, clicking through. So I'm going to go over to DraftKings. I'm gonna go. Str- I'm gonna go straight to the to to the exposure step. I've only drafted in the five dollars, so I was interested in the fact that you drafted in the twenty dollars. I've only drafted in the five dollar, and if you thought my stands on underdog Wait, were big,
1: sorry to go back to underdog. I was just curious about your structures. Um,
0: oh yeah, yeah. I, I can do. I can go. Face. I can go. Yeah, I can, I can. go back to it. Okay. I structures. think this is cool.
1: These, the these and the structures as well.
0: So one thing I'll say is we're actually tweaking these a little bit because they were, so I believe zero RB is no running backs until the sixth. I think we might've bumped it up to the fifth. Um, I'm, I'm trying to keep these basically in line with current ADP where they make sense, right? When Travis Etienne is a sixth round pick versus a, a third round yeah. pick, the dynamics have changed a little bit. And so, these obviously do not add up to a hundred percent because the, the definitions don't cover every single possible permutation, but we are adding like elite quarterback teams. So if you've drafted, if you've drafted elite quarterbacks, elite tight ends, all that, we're adding that in here and we're tweaking these definitions. So I think the percentages are going to go up, but still they, they, I think they're representative enough of where you're, where you're at, like directionally.
1: Nice. Yeah. I'm a, Well, I you know what I've drafted ten percent robust, which I guess which I hope is hyper fragile. Um yeah. But yeah, I've drafted ten percent of that twenty two percent zero running back, fourteen percent hero, 12% twelve percent dual.
0: 12 percent, twelve percent dual, you said so twenty two percent dual and robust, and then like forty percent of uh zero hero.
1: Yeah, I'm at thirty-six percent zero hero. Oh, okay. Twelve dual, ten robust. I don't know where my other
0: yeah percentages they fall... are. I'm...
1: Yeah, they're probably like so... Brees Hall zero running back teams.
0: Right, like. right, exactly. Which that, that that's where it gets caught up is Brees Hall either zero or hero is generally where it gets caught up is in that range or a um, like a dual or robust team. That finds that third or fourth running back in a range that doesn't fit our definitions, uh-huh. basically, right? That's a, that's so another
1: ro- thing I'll do. I'll take a I'll do a duel where I get like, you know, if I get Connor, I've gotten Connor in like the three four turn or something. That's a duel for me. Yep. Right.
0: And we, um, yeah. And so if you, and the awkward part of the definition is it's two in the first three rounds so if you get them at the 401 it's the same it's the same structure but it doesn't meet the definition that's just the unfortunate part of of you know how this goes but like you said i think it's directionally pretty accurate and the first time i looked at it like you said i'm like i i literally have like intentionally backed this number down (laughs) on on robust because the first time i did it i was like oh like the first like 10 drafts, I had two robust teams, and I was like, okay, this was literally not my intention. But like yeah. you said, you're just going with the flow, and these things happen when you do drafts. Yep. All right, let's look at DraftKings. Let's look at DraftKings. Yeah. So anyway, like <clears throat> you are, you know, joking about that. I'm taking greater stands. You want to see some stands um on, on, on DraftKings. 51%. Hollywood Brown, forty-five percent; Trey Lance, forty-two percent; Darnell Mooney, which we'll get to in a second, as you can quickly see why that has happened. Thirty-eight um, percent, Zay Jones, which I, I don't think you are a fan of. Zay Jones, thirty-six percent, MVS, thirty-six percent, Kyler, thirty-two percent, Chris Evans, and then again, here's the here's the fields. Hmm. So that's one of my games, and in. uh why a lot of these are the way that they are is because I am specifically targeting some games for week 17, mainly like games that I think are underpriced and the upside in them is greater basically than their cost on draftkings and that is very much so the case on draftkings specifically like underdog like I don't I, I don't know I, I didn't even see Darnell Mooney on my screen on under on underdog but here you see fields and Mooney because I can get fields in the 11th round or whatever and Mooney in the sixth or seventh. And then I can load up on that game and there's a million lions that I can, that I can go and draft. Like when I go look over here, you know, I have 50%, 50% of my teams have some form of a bears of a bears lions stack. And actually Swift Mooney is my, is my number one. Right. And then like field Swift Mooney, like that. I like, I love that pairing. Like I can get second round Deandre Swift and then, and have him as a bring back, to a Fields Mooney stack. Like that's one that I'm that prioritizing nice. yeah. specifically on DraftKings, right? So it's it's actually a correlated thing. I like Swift on underdog, but he's so much better on DraftKings with the pass catching. So like it turns into this, like my entire exposure changes on DraftKings, even though like that's not even necessarily my like my if someone said like, oh, do a video of your top plays, it's probably none of those guys. But on in yeah. this tournament and on this site, they are they are my guys.
1: I like that. Yeah, I probably need to think through that a little bit more, um, figure out what games are underpriced on DraftKings relative to underdog. But um, for me, it's more like you know, there's just some guys who go even later on DraftKings that I scoop up, uh, just kind of like my my favorites at better prices. Who's like your I'm favorite? Thirty nine percent T Higgins.
0: Okay. Okay. Let's look at my T. I don't I don't know how much T I have. So 16. 16 percent T. Who's who's a, who's your next highest zone player
1: on draft? Well, so my highest is Will Fuller at 51%. Uh um,
0: Jesus Christ, Pat. You're gonna do this again because I, I have zero T Higgins and Will Fuller teams, and you probably have like 20.
1: <laughs> I I mean look, I have a lot of Gronk uh, on DraftKings, which are all dead, so that's no fun um you know so also this zero. could also this could this could age about as well as that take but <laughs> uh but i think will fuller's like going to play football this year and i got him i have him at an average he's actually cheaper now so if you want to if you want to follow my lead on this feel free i have <laughs> you know average price of 198 like you've got the extra you know you got two extra roster spots to fill full ppr i, I don't know man i mean I'm, i have I'm, a I,
0: I do have eighteen percent Will Fuller, so uh, I'm 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 clearly with you. I just happen to not have T Higgins and uh, and and Will Fuller. Have you been? How, how have you been handling those guys? But Will Fuller is the perfect example because like no one actually knows if he's alive. Yeah. It's like you know, like 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 a, an agent could text Julio or Gronk right now and like actually get an answer if they wanted like a statement. It's like no one has heard from fuller since like January when he posted one Instagram photo of his hand straight messed up. How are you handling some of those guys? Because I ask, they're falling. they're all falling in price. Right. So like, are you buying down or are you like now because you're already overweight fuller, but he's falling. How are you handling kind of that weird situation?
1: I'm still taking him because, uh, and, and on underdog, like, I had probably too much Jones compared to Fuller. I think Fuller's the higher upside of the two. Um, and I do think that, uh, you know, I've thought about this from listening to your stuff partially. It's like, if we're drafting now, like, why are we drafting now, you know? And I'm trying to do more zero running back teams, as you've talked about. But also, like, pretty easy to imagine a world in which, like, the whole point of drafting right now is to get – like Will Fuller, because uh, he goes somewhere incredible, right? If he goes to the Chargers or something. I'm not saying that's likely, but, you know, there's a decent chance he lands – there's a very good chance he lands somewhere. There's a decent chance he lands somewhere good. And Jarvis Landry's going – like, Jamison is going, what, in like the 12th or 13th round? Jarvis Landry's going ahead of that. And those weren't – I mean, Crowder's on the bills, but he is currently catching passes – uh, from the second team quarterback, so <laughs> right, right. He's, on second he's Isaiah
0: McKenzie. He's Isaiah yeah. McKenzie's backup, and everybody, and everybody is. is, yeah, exactly. I'm not saying he will be. I'm not, you know. Sorry to the Jameson Crowder. I'm actually, I'm not sorry. the The Jamison Crowder donkeys are going to get what's coming to him. It's totally fine. But uh, people are jumping at the the chance to get Jamison Crowder, as you said. He's going to pick from 33, and then you go to Fuller, and he's going at pick 210 and it's only because we're in this area of the offseason where we don't know
1: yeah right and I, look and so i mean it's... i'm open to the idea i've overdone it you know <laughs> i'm open yeah to of that. course of but course it, it is hard for me to just not take guys like fuller when i see the appetite for a guy like crowder who is a worse wide receiver Crowder's a professional wide receiver i don't actually mind crowder like i think it's fine if you want to take crowder but I don't think it's like an amazing value. Yeah. Um, and I think we could easily see Fuller in that same range or higher if he lands on a good team.
0: Do people have some good Will Fuller takes in the chat? At least we know he'll land in a dome or good weather. That's that is is uh, get- that that is that is <clears throat> that is one thing we have learned um, from Will Fuller was that uh, that's why he signed with the Dolphins because he is not interested in playing <laughs> in the in the cold weather which is funny also travis says uh, why do you like will fuller i think he's gonna play football this year is the first, what's the,
1: is the first... <laughs> well at this price at this price that is literally all you need because it is because yeah. it is will fuller like he's he's good he's young enough and i think he'll play football this year at this price i don't need any other information
0: yeah, I know. And uh, that's the crazy thing. Somebody said, Do you want a guy that might get, yeah, Eric said, Do you want a guy that might get cut or Fuller? Isn't that crazy? Like last year, we were chasing Will Fuller up into the what, eighth round or something like that. And two years ago, the same thing. Um, and two years ago was obviously a smash before the PED uh, suspension. And, but now we're, it's like Will Fuller or, whatever you know uh, the well, justin Bayless
1: ross channel. was not left so <laughs> i read the athletics preview today for their for the chiefs final 53 roster they mentioned josh gordon they mentioned Dory's fountain they did not even list justin ross it's like he wasn't even on the roster now that's not a great sign and he's going in the 18th round like he gets drafted regularly so you know, Will Fuller versus Justin Ross. I'm rooting for Justin Ross. I think it'd be awesome if he has a good year if he makes the team. But like, most likely scenario is that Justin Ross is on the practice squad. Most likely scenario is that Will Fuller plays a decent amount of football this year and uh and looks decent while doing it. Most
0: most most likely scenario is probably that Justin Ross never plays professional football. Yeah, like I, I,
1: like
0: you I, like I. I agree. I'm rooting for him, but the, the Justin Ross thing is, is, is kind of funny. It's not as bad here. Uh, we're looking at, uh, uh DraftKings. It's not as bad here, uh, but on underdog people have chased up Justin Ross a little bit. Um, so we talked we talked about T Higgins. Um, I w- I was just going to pull up what we talked about like super quickly before where I was just pulling up, um, some guys and I, I kind of mentioned it, uh, a- at the top, but like, these are the kinds of things I'm trying to do. And there's like probably an infinite amount of combinations, but I'm, I'm running through them with like my, what I would call like my priority guys. Right. So Trey Lance is obviously one of, one of those guys. And, um, as we wrap up to determine how I want to approach them the rest of the year, it isn't just like, Oh shit. Like, as you see here, I have 45% Trey Lance. It's not just, Do I have 45% Trey Lance? It's let's look at the Trey Lance teams. Let's look at what teams I have with Trey Lance. And um, I'll I'll, I'll do the one we did earlier with George Kittle, right? Clearly, I like Trey Lance. I have nearly 50%. But I only have four teams in this tournament with Trey Lance and George Kittle. That's probably a little bit worrisome. Right. And then, as we've talked about, I am very much so prioritizing week 17 and I look at my week 17 teams and I say, well, that's weird. I only have one Trey Lance, George Kittle with any Raider, like pick a Raider, Devontae Adams, Waller, Renfro, Jacobs, Drake, fucking Zamir White anybody it could be anybody and i only have one of those in 76 teams and so people just talk about exposure in a way like oh my god you have 45 percent trey lance it's like yeah but i haven't even reached the surface of all the combinations of (laughs) trey lance teams that i want your trey lance
1: exposure has peaked i haven't even begun to peak yeah
0: right (laughs) exactly like what do you know i only my my highest exposure uh, stacks with trey lance are actually khalil herbert i'm on Ross saint brown and Jamison williams <laughs> this is not what i planned to have happen when i set out to take a stand on trey lance right and so i'm not saying keep smashing trey lance at cost but i am saying when someone says there? yeah uh, well yes i am Technically, yes. <laughs> yeah, that so, yeah. is what you're saying, though, right? Bad, bad example. Bad example. Um, oh, let's use Hollywood. Let's use Hollywood because uh, I, I actually don't. I haven't looked at this either. This is literally the first. You guys are learning about this exactly when I'm learning about this. Let's look at just really super simple, two of my high zone players and clearly a basic stack, right? Kyler and Hollywood. Oh, we got 19 of those, okay? 19? Um, 40. N- I have 19 Hollywood Kyler stacks. Yep. Wow. Five of them That's are zero strange. running back. Two of them are hero running back. One is dual. No robust. No robust teams. Um, it's Sitting pretty good with the Arizona-Atlanta stacks. Sitting pretty decent. Four of them have the pits. Four of them have the pits bring back, which is a priority to me. Um <laughs> so Hang on
1: now. Hang on, because you drafted pits first. You have to draft pits first, so you're giving Davis a lot of crap there that you didn't want to... I really
0: fucking walked into this one.
1: <laughs> I mean... this is. Damn let's it. just be honest about what happened you took pits and you you started kyler murray
0: okay let's back out of this real fast uh <laughs> cut uh, producer cut that cut that out for the for the people i'm kidding we also don't have there's no producers here uh i do want to look at that but yes you're correct also to be to be frank uh, I love Kyle Pitts. I'm sure you guys love Kyle Pitts, but it was just funny because it was framed in such a way. Like the moment, the moment Davis said, let's take Kyle Pitts. You know why we should take Kyle Pitts? Because it sets us up for Kyler Murray. And like uh, you were like, well, you were like, that's so disgusting. Like uh, uh, where, <laughs> we, <laughs> where, where, where we have reached. But, um, but I do like that. Like, right. So I feel good about that. Um, Tyler Algier is a uh, title. So, uh, you know, we're on CPAT and Tyler Algier and, and Kyle Pitts. I kind of would have thought there there's only one Drake London team. And I actually have a good clip of Drake, of Drake London. Uh, let me look at that really fast. God damn it.
1: Drake London's
0: another guy. You got to. So I have. Throw so in. interesting. Interesting. I have a lot of Drake London with Cardinals,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: not with the Kyler, but not with Kyler. Basically. That is interesting. Um so he goes right
1: by that, Hopkins would be maybe why that is.
0: And like I'm 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 very much in on Drake London, but not he's not like a stand guy. He's not like a guy where I'm like, yes, I want to smash him. So he falls into this weird kind of kind of uh, um purgatory uh the other eric you better get with it brother although Pitts, Pitts has not risen on underdog eric says i'm only at five percent pits and it makes me sad he hasn't risen so i wouldn't really worry about that if you're going to keep drafting you're probably in totally fine shape to keep getting um kyle pitts all right pat can i get he you to like up uh, yeah can i get you to pull up your dk teams and share your yep. screen and we can look at it
1: well my teams are bananas so Love let it. Let me, uh, let me pull up my, <laughs> I'll pull up my underdog first. So that's what I have loaded.
0: Oh shit. Hold on. I, hold on. Do it again. One more time. Sorry. I was reading a tweet.
1: Where is it? There we go. All right, here we go. So these are my best Ball mania three teams. Oh yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Tell so uh, Leone. Oh f- god damn Leone's it. Rubbed off here. God damn it. Julio Julia Jones. Jones.
0: <laughs> Julio. <laughs> Julio Rojo. Jones, I must That's disgusting. Hold on. Type yeah. in Julio. Type in Julio. I, Julio. I want to look at the Julio teams. Uh no, up. Sorry. One more. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. There, up yeah, up yeah, to yeah. the next. Yep. 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 Let's see what the Julio teams look like.
1: Shocking! They're more robust. robust.
0: Yeah, what a what a surprise! If you're drafting a 40 year old wide receiver, you also drafted a bunch of running backs in the first. Uh, it is so yeah. bad, isn't it? It's
1: like, where is he? Is he is he when you took running backs early? You're like, no, nah, he's
0: probably. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. No, Julio fits a Julio fits a zero running back team. It's a perfect zero running back pick. Let me look at my Julio teams. All early running backs.
1: Fifty percent Rojo, which actually isn't much above the, the baseline percent. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's. Yeah. that's
0: it's normal.
1: Yeah, interesting. Interesting.
0: Interesting that uh, the week seventeen, the highest week seventeen game is Jets and Seattle. Yeah, actually, so that's
1: where we need them to go. We need them to go to Seattle, and I'll will oh. be pretty. No, Julio
0: no. Metcalf, Julio Metcalf, and Lockett catching passes from Geno Smith. There yeah. you go.
1: Pitt, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I've got some, so that maybe he lands in Baltimore, That'd be all right. Um, I mean, yeah, so.
0: Interesting. Interesting. What was the – yeah, what were the – Rojo, obviously. um, AJ Brown, Sky, Hamler. Okay.
1: Yeah. Rashad White, who I've been actively uh, trying to take more of. I think he's going to move up. Greg Allman was on uh, a good football show Monday saying that he thinks he's already clearly the number two guy ahead of Giovanni Bernard. So Okay. And is Keyshawn
0: Vaughn just – I haven't listened to that episode yet. Is is Keyshawn Vaughn just dust then? Is he even gonna dust. make the team? Yeah.
1: I think he's dust, yeah. Um maybe maybe he makes teams a special teams guy or something. But here yeah, we go. This I, is I like a good a one.
0: Lot. You have twenty two percent Justin Jefferson.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah. I thought it was I thought I had less. I thought I had sixteen percent. Yeah. Oh, 16%. Okay, sixteen.
0: Sixteen.
1: Yeah, you that must have, have been with the Julios.
0: With with Julio, yeah, perfect perfect pairing. Jefferson's going to carry Jefferson's uh, uh, going to carry you to the playoffs, and then Julio's going to pounce. You know, yeah. Jefferson has age. a down
1: <laughs> week. Julio's hamstring <laughs> is finally healthy. he Catches two touchdowns. hurts his hamstring, <laughs> and then uh, Justin Jefferson comes back and smashes. <laughs> oh,
0: that is, that is good. Um, let's see what else what else is interesting here what about what about uh, sorry can you scroll back up to the top what about the combination of your highest owned players this is like where I always start I don't know if this is where we should start right Julio and Rojo like what does that look like because it's like in theory this is what happened to me this is the first thing that happened to me uh, MVS and somebody were my highest owned players when I did this search a while back <laughs> The I think it was Gabe Davis who was in the chat if you're curious uh, and, but they were like, I had like 40% of both of them, you know, at the time when I looked into this and I had like two teams with both of them, right? You're, you're, you're sitting okay. I think here, are right with nine, nine teams fine, right? of, of Julio. Yeah. I think, I think it's totally fine. But like, when you start to look into that, I was like, what the fuck, why do I have, why are my two highest owned players never on the same team? You know, cause clearly I'm trying yeah. to draft them.
1: I also think let's see the Ronald Jones stuff cuz I think yeah so I've got 10 stacks so how many teams is it 18 teams 10 of them have Let's at see least the yeah the let's stack. see
0: those. Click on that Denver let's KC. See, yeah. yeah, there we go. I want to see the Oh my god. What is that shit? Russ <laughs> McKinnon <laughs> Russ McKinnon Rojo Alberto Judy Hamler and <laughs> yes.
1: I mean let's go. I've got this team on I've got this game covered, dude. I just need this game to blow up and I got the millions.
0: You just need the two high, the three highest drafted players on both of those teams to not be worth a shit. And you have every other square, you have every other uh, spot on the roulette table covered. I hate to break this
1: to you, Eric, but football is chaotic.
0: This is, they say, they say to, uh, you know, capitalize on the chaos of the season and a, a, a chaotic scenario in which Jarek McKinnon and Ronald Jones and MBS all crush while three Denver pass catchers who are all cheaper than Cortland Sutton and also Javante Williams crush. That's pretty chaotic. I
1: like it. <laughs> well, so here's, so I actually want to get your thoughts on this because I'll occasionally do this and maybe it's bad, but you'll see another one. Um, Actually, so this one has Russ and Mahomes together, which
0: Oh, uh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, and both tight ends.
1: Both tight ends plus See, Rojo. I like this
0: one beneath it. I like Rojo Hamler M V S type for yep. with when you don't have the quarterback. I like that kind of a thing. Like give me the the cheap, crazy high upside guy. You know, I'm not I don't I'm not opposed to Judy and stuff, but like that's a fun one.
1: Uh yeah, Rojo Hamler Hardman just below that. Uh <laughs> Here's one: Mahomes, Rojo, Dulcich, Hamler, MVS, Sky, Moore.
0: That's pretty fun, actually. That's pretty pretty fun. fun. When you think about it, though, obviously Ro Rojo doesn't have to win it for you in Week 17, but he can be elevated by the fact that the offense is good. So this is just a bet on that offense. But then you have like the two cheap receivers, yeah, right, MVS and Sky, and the two cheap receivers from the Broncos, and it's like. What if those are the hits on both of those teams, and then you have all your what, for, like your top four round picks are still on other teams? Like you have Justin Jefferson on that team, you know, like that's a smash. Here's one: Mahomes, my God, Gordon,
1: Ronald Jones, <laughs> Albert, L, Travis Kelsey, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Sky Moore. Let's go Chiefs, Broncos.
0: That is <laughs> eight of your twenty players are on the Broncos and Chiefs.
1: The thing about this, because I'm not typically doing this outside of this game, but I do feel like the Broncos and Chiefs could individually be the teams that you need this year. Like, okay. it'd be with the pricing that you're getting on the Chiefs because there is so much uncertainty, uh, not just in the receiving core, but the backfield. It could just be – and Mahomes is, is cheaper than, like, Allen's going ahead of him. Herbert's sometimes going ahead of him or often going ahead of him. So you're getting – like one of the cheaper prices on the homes that we'll probably get in his career and then the the overall cheapest prices on his receivers that we'll probably ever get um at least in his prime so it's easy to see you needing the Chiefs and then also like you get the team chain stuff with with Russ I I'm bullish on Russ I think like the stuff it's like oh you know they were managing Russ for a reason I'm so willing to bet against that like obviously maybe that could be right but like I'm willing to, uh, to bet on the upside case where Russ is a deep ball thrower. You know, he wasn't quite the same last year, but he gets back to where he's basically always been and, uh, you know, brings a couple weapons along. So it, I'm not really doing this, like, these massive game stacks with other games, but with this one, I kind of am occasionally because, uh, one, I think both offenses could help me get there. But then – so this is the thing I was going to bring up earlier uh, when we looked at this other game stack is, like, if you have Russ and you got stacks with him, but then you have a couple Chiefs, and in this case, like this one was Jarek and Ronald Jones and MVS. And then down here, I've got the reverse where I've got the Mahomes side, yeah. I've got Melvin, Alberto, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler. Uh, you know, maybe that's maybe that's a little bit too correlated or whatever, but like i I only need one like I need the gain to blow up for sure, but I don't need mm-hmm. every single one of these guys to hit right like I just right. need like I'm giving myself outs at the right bring backs, maybe there's two bring backs you need, and i've got and I've got four right like how how like it's at what point would it be bad to keep adding bring backs and uh and is this that point
0: so two things the first that you hit on <clears throat> obviously was fucking with you because we pulled up a team where 50% of your guys were from this one game and it was funny to to look at and there was like four running backs but uh, (laughs) but in all seriousness in all seriousness I probably have some of these too and it's it's important to understand that nuance right this is this is helpful to visualize this but I couldn't agree more at all with anything that you said uh, or with everything that you said about Denver and Kansas City if Like even on like drafters where the playoffs are irrelevant. Week one is just as important as week 17. There's no playoffs and advancing and all of that shit. I'm drafting a ton of Chiefs and Broncos on there. And I may have teams that have five, six, seven of the guys from those teams because of just the nuance of, again, everything that you said. I'm super bullish on both of these guys. The prices on everybody are absurd. Sutton has Sutton has gotten a little bit, you know, a little bit pricey outside of that. Judy has fallen. Kelsey's fine, right? Everybody is totally affordable. Russ is one of my favorite quarterbacks, uh, probably second to to Lance, him, him and Kyler, I guess they're in this bucket. He's right there with Lance. So like you're going to end up, in my opinion, if you feel the same way that I, that both of us do about those two teams, you're just going to end up with some of those teams because you get to the whatever round and like the best pick is a chief. So like take the best pick and then kind of what the, your second part is the most delicate balancing act. The hardest part of these drafts, in my opinion, because we know we need to hit on the right game. We know we need to hit on the right teams and all of that. But like there are clearly going to be diminishing returns yeah, in yeah. having a certain amount but I, I don't know what that right answer is. And certainly cost is a big part of that, right? Like adding on Jarek McKinnon or KJ Hamler is very different than doing that with the Bengals where it's like Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Mixon, <laughs> Burrow, right? Even like Hayden Hurst, you add on Hayden Hurst. Like, you know, you you the cost matters so much. And so that I, more so than how many, it is the cost to me. And I am... Uh, Definitely more so on trying to kind of hit the nuts on DraftKings in the $5. You mentioned like the $20. I I don't really give a shit if I have seven or eight Broncos in like that $20 or like their single entry tournaments or like if you want to play the higher stakes stuff. There's like 10 people in the final of the $500 or whatever. Who gives a shit? Just hit the right Broncos and Chiefs. Like, you know, at that that point, it doesn't matter. Now, but again, in this $5, it's like... I'm going to play it a little bit tighter and try to kind of hit the nuts on, on the players. But um, I think, so I think it's a lot more tournament specific and then team specific. Right. I don't, I don't want to do it with the Bengals and bills. Like if you, if you had this with the Bengals and bills, I would be like, ah, I don't think that's very good. But with these two teams, it's totally fine. I think.
1: Yeah. And some of it's like, I'm tacking on Dulcich. I'm tacking on Hamler. It's so cheap. This one's, Kind of Russ, Javante, Dulcich, Hamlet. You can see I got boxed out. I got right. boxed out of my actual stacks.
0: But you, but, or, but you get Sky and Mikol, who is yeah. like I don't know. One of them kind of has to hit, like <laughs> at least over right. the season. Like one of them kind of has to hit, and the other one can still hit at their cost. It's like these two teams are just like unicorns, really, to
1: me. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I'm realizing so. I don't have any Mahomes, Javante, which is. You know, maybe not like the the most fun way to play that game, but certainly plausible. And I and all my Mahomes have Rojo, so that's I got to fix that. I got to get some. Oh, um,
0: all Mahomes have have Rojo. What did what was the first one you said? No Mahomes, Javante. No Mahomes,
1: Javante. Um, let me see what else. Ah, shit! I don't know what's going on with the Mahomes. Yeah, so Mahomes, I've got. Let's see, what about Sutton? I've got one Sutton. I've got no Judy. No no home,
0: no Mahomes Judy. No Mahomes Javante. Right?
1: Yeah. That's not great. Uh, what about... I've sure got a bunch of Mahomes Hamler, too. Albert O. Patrick. Okay. i Al- got one of No, none of Albert so O. It's, uh, probably... I've got three Albert O.
0: Okay. So it's mostly Mahomes-Albert O then, right? As so the Mahomes-Albert Okay. Okay.
1: Um, yeah one dosage.
0: of course shocker yeah
1: two, um, two handlers yeah so i probably need to prioritize interesting but although on the other hand like i'm kind of i guess i don't hate that that's the way i've done it so far because i'm getting like the cheaper bring backs and i'm like and i've been kind of putting more game stats together where i'm just like throwing throwing shit at the wall but probably need to prioritize some like a like thinner game stacks with more of the premium pieces when I'm doing it from the Chiefs side, which I didn't really even know I wasn't doing that.
0: Right. That that's what I've uncovered too. Is like I know I'm drafting the Broncos, but I don't draft a lot of Mahomes. Like you have seven Mahomes teams, right? And so yeah. it's like that's what a little bit higher than the field. Fourteen. so yeah, yeah. So it's not that many bullets actually, but you're prioritizing that game and prioritizing both of those teams. So then you start to look at that and you're like, okay, I just need to mix in. Right. Okay. I get to the four or five turn. Let's do Judy Mahomes here once yeah. instead of, instead of the same shit you've been taking there every single time. Right. Yep. Whoever, I don't know. I don't know who you're taking at the four or five turn, but it's like, just do that twice. And it's like, okay, yeah. I'm covered. Right. Like I, I have yeah. that situation now, now covered, but like, these are all these, these are all these things. There's a million, there's a million of these where I'm like, like it's been mostly I I've, I've investigated the Niners the most because the Niners are probably my biggest um stand with Lance. I haven't honestly invested the uh uh you know looked into the the Broncos game uh enough. So I, I'm I'm loving looking at yours because I'm I'm like, god damn it, I know I have all these same issues.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, I'm realizing here like I have I don't have any Russ Juju. Which it feels like I've got I've got Sky, I've got MBS, I've got Kelsey, I've got McKinnon, I've got Rojo. I probably I think I've drafted Clyde Edwards Alaire once, so I don't have him. I got him after Damian Harris that one time though. That felt I was like, this is where he should go. <laughs>
0: that's that's one I was I do wanna hop in, you know. I, I love Davis. He's very Week seventeen focused, and I appreciate that about him. But if you don't like Clyde Edwards Alaire you don't have to take him just because you're prioritizing this game or these correlations or whatever right um, and i think that's the mistake that people make is like there is we talked about this on ship chasing a while back is like there is there is a a balancing act of like this guy projects this well for me you know i'm using projection because it comes from the dfs brain i don't really mean like my actual season projection i mean this guy is this good of a pick for me right he ranks this well mm-hmm. for me based on xyz I don't go out of my way to draft him if he, if I think he's a truly bad pick, just because I need a chief, right? Yeah. It's like the correlation doesn't always outweigh the pick, you know. Um, yeah. And so I think that's important to outline too, since since it seems like we're talking a lot about week seventeen, but actually I think we're just mostly talking about a lot, a lot about these two teams who happen to play
1: in week seventeen. So I did I so here's my I got him with Tim Patrick.
0: <laughs> so what a surprise. The two guys you fucking hate. Might as well get them both out of the way in the same team. <laughs> you,
1: you two deserve each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, that is really yeah, that is really I wonder funny. where
1: I got where did I get him? Uh I bet it was late. Yeah, pick ninety eight. Ninety-eight. 98. Oh. Wow. Yeah.
0: Twenty after. I, yeah.
1: I do have my point where I'll take him. Um yeah. But yeah, no, I agree with that point. Uh, I think the way it works for me is like I'm more likely to take him at an eight to take like CEH at an ADP discount if I already have uh yep, a CAH, right. which clearly I haven't been getting the discount to the point I want since I've since I've taken him once. But uh, <laughs> one time. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um any any anything else that has uh kind of jumped out to you before we've gone over a little bit, but that's okay. Um or if anybody has a uh, last minute question. Or a person you want to see, um, Pat Pat pull up. My what? What I was thinking was uh, this was kind of our first pass, you know, kind of in a debt, you know. Let's we'll just call this the halfway point. I don't. It's not really the halfway point, but uh, then we can come back later, like closer to the end of the off season, and be like, okay, you're you have fifty one Best Ball mania teams in. When you do another fifty, now let's see. You know, or or seventy five more. You're like, I only got twenty five more bullets. How should I approach those twenty five more bullets? We can come back, you know, in August or whatever, and uh, do this again.
1: I like it. Yeah, Herbert's a guy. I only have two percent Herbert. I've talked about my my issues with that game in terms of just the overall pricing. I feel you know feeling like it's really hard to get to. I'm having trouble getting to Mike Williams. I don't love Keenan Allen, so I guess it's no shock that then I'm not taking unstacked Herbert. Um, But that that's like one of those things where it's not that I want to force Herbert now, but I want to just be really open to the opportunity to get some chargers and get some Herbert. Um, Cause like this doesn't feel like the, you know, it's, it's July 7th. So I think it's okay to be underway Herbert right now, but I don't want to go into week one uh, with like a 4% Herbert exposure or something. That just seems like needlessly risky. <laughs> like why would, why would one choose to do that?
0: I'm very similar. And that's another one. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I haven't figured out yet how to approach it really, because I don't like Herbert at cost and I don't like his weapons at cost, but I love the offense. It's like, the, it, it, it's one of the weirdest situations maybe in the entire player pool right now where I'm like, I really hate Keenan. I don't actually don't know if I've taken Keenan and um, Mike Williams. Like we talked about, I have a bunch of him, but it was from the first few days of, of best ball mania. And so, I, I don't know what the right approach is, but I know I need to figure that out, <laughs> like yeah. in the next month or something.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping that's like one of the things that I'm like really hoping will change as more uh, normal drafters come in. Is that like maybe maybe Herbert won't fall, but maybe his weapons fall a little bit, and yeah. uh, and that just makes it so much easier to draft Herbert because he's not the most fun quarterback to backdoor stack like you you can get palmer you can get everett you can get spiller but you know even like with mahomes like you can go you can get ceh you can get Roja, you can get mckinnon you can get you know with uh with herbert you're getting a backup running back like if you don't already have backdoor. Yeah. so it's just it's just tough that's that's probably one of the biggest things i'm i'm keeping an eye on
0: was there any um last thing like another specific player maybe that you like have not, not that you like have looked at your exposures and said, Oh man, I want to get more of this guy. But maybe you last night you talked to Ben and Davis and they changed your mind on somebody or just some of your research over the last couple of weeks has been like, I think, I think I'd like this guy now or whatever. Um Is there anybody like that, uh, that we can pull up?
1: Hmm. Uh
0: or vice versa—that you were drafting that you hate now. You have a yeah, lot of AJ Brown. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna k- keep smashing AJ Brown? There's, that's a—that's a—he's a kind of a polarizing name because he yeah, you mentioned. He, so... we, we don't love that game. He's a—he's he, interesting. What are you—what are you doing with him?
1: Yeah, Adam and Evan just had a hot take podcast where one of them was saying he didn't think AJ Brown would—I forget exactly what the hot take was, but basically was an AJ Brown fade take and they were in total agreement. Um, uh, Denny had AJ Brown as a player he's avoiding in drafts. So it's not just that like I have a bunch, but really sharp people are, are being like, this is the like <laughs> one of the guys that I think is overvalued. I'm like, cool, I have 31%. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I mean, that's got me thinking a little bit, uh, but I mean... I don't know. Like, I just did a dynasty startup in uh, the FFPC format, and AJ Brown went wide receiver four. And you know that that format is a, a pretty win now type of format because of it. It, it cuts down, I believe, to sixteen skill players. So I might even be fourteen skill players. Can't remember what time that, but it's very shallow. Yeah. Uh, so you really, you know, you got to prioritize stars, and you got to prioritize like, you know more of a win-now now structure generally or a mindset. Um, so within that context, even more, I, you know, I, it is just impressing upon me, like, yeah, A.J. Brown is a superstar. Everyone, you know, if you're looking long-term, it's like, he's a superstar. I'm grabbing him here. Um, I think he was in the third round. Of, it was super flex draft. Um, I mean, it's it's tough for me to see A.J. Brown in the mid-third of a draft and not click the button it's just really yeah. that's just like i'm betting on talent i'm betting on uh a connection with the quarterback which which is like delightful <laughs> i'm yeah I'm, bet, I'm betting on a coaching staff that was quite pass heavy to start the season they obviously went to extremely run heavy in the kind of the back middle part of the season they came back towards balance to close to close the season but then they trade for aj brown so that would be an indication that maybe yep. they want to pass a bit more. Um, good offensive line. Uh, I think this could be a really efficient offense. Uh, so, man, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess I should probably – I you know what? Part of the other thing is, like, I'm not that excited about Pittman. I've talked about the Chargers yeah. guys feeling overpriced. Like, I guess maybe if DJ Moore's ADP comes up in there, like, I could talk myself into that now. But mm-hmm. I still like A.J. Brown. I mean, A.J. Brown's a better wide receiver than DJ Moore. Yeah. Um, so, I just man, I, I, it, the talent stuff is just—it's so hard for me to. I mean, we're still drafting Tyreek Hill ahead of AJ Brown, and I think there's some some volume concerns with my, with the Dolphins. Uh, he's got some target competition concerns. So, if I'm getting him, if I'm getting AJ Brown like six, seven picks after Tyreek Hill, I, I want to do that. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't, this is probably getting stand of mine.
0: You're getting A.J. Brown six, seven picks after Tyreek Hill last year, give or take. You know, I'm, it's, a, it's close enough. Last year, when he was on the Titans and Tyreek Hill was on the Chiefs. And now they're basically in the same situation as opposed to one being on the Titans and the other being on the Chiefs. And like you said, why is one you know, why do people have such a, uh, a preference for, and I'm not saying people are like in love with Tyree kill, but to your point, you know, it's a five pick gap and no one wants to draft AJ Brown. So I'm I'm also, I'm also in, I don't have as, as, as much as you, um, but I also have a lot of bad. (laughs) uh, I was drafting like Javante and stuff uh, in that range who has fallen. Um, The second, second, third round area has been very weird. There's been more movement in that area than um i think in in traditional years devin um uh uh, your question um we don't have time to 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 hit on this one but we will bring pat back a um if you really actually want to get that question answered um there are some articles up on the website and we have a a wonderful discord um if you go to spikeweek.com there's a, a link to the discord in the header and there's literally hundreds of people sitting in there right now that uh, would be more than happy to, to talk to you about the difference between underdog and draft Kings. And we have some playbooks and strategy articles and stuff up on the website. Um, And I'll get to it at a, at a different date. We just don't quite have the time to get to it today. I've taken enough time uh, from, from Pat here, but like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to force Pat to come back and we'll do this again later. And maybe we'll compare, well, I'll go back and take some notes and be like, uh, you know, we'll see, how how the exposures change, maybe how our thoughts and opinions have changed. There will certainly be like injuries and and things like that that have happened between now and then that totally that totally shake this up. But um, hopefully everybody like got something out of this. I did selfishly. I don't know if you, I don't know if anybody else did, but I learned a lot about my own teams and about Pat's team. Uh, so it was really helpful. Thank you for listening to me. Like uh, do research for an hour, for an hour, for an hour and a half. But um, Pat, what do you got? What do you got? Uh, uh, obviously you had chip chasing last night, but what do you got uh, coming up?
1: We've been doing these uh, team preview pods where we bring on beat writers. Uh, and on Monday we're doing the mm. NFC North. So uh, check that out. Uh, a good football show.
0: Love it. And um, I want to shout out uh, Ship Chasing that Pat is on on Wednesday nights. It's one of my personally favorite shows. If you're watching, you probably are already watching it. But last night was absolutely incredible because I've been giving Ben shit for this Jarvis Landry obsession. It's so weird. I can't figure it. I can't figure it out. The king of like young players and 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 young wide receivers, like I, have, I can't listen to any content that he does without him talking about about Jarvis Landry. And uh, I I take the dogs for a walk, and we've like barely made it out of my subdivision or not my subdivision, my uh, driveway. And Ben's talking about Jarvis Landry already, and uh, so I just thought that was funny. But it was a very it was a, it was a very good episode, and obviously you should listen to uh, well, everything. Go ahead.
1: The Jarvis Landry thing is so funny because I forget, uh, he was like, I think someone called him out, I, uh, I, I think you did, or anyways, Ben like, did. was like, wait, did, did I say that on this show? Like, Because he's been, I've heard him talk about it on Stealing Bananas, but Ben has yes. just been on vacation, so I feel like he like talked glowingly about Jarvis Landry on Stealing Bananas, and then went on vacation, and then came back to everyone being like, oh yeah, you're the Landry guy, and he's like, I'm what now? <laughs> It's like, what do you mean I'm a Landry guy? <laughs> so and I actually never explained that, that was my that my perception uh-huh. of it last night on chip chasing. So I, I probably should have been like, by the way, Ben, I don't know if you remember, but you did make actually a, quite a compelling case, in my opinion, for Landry. <laughs> stealing
0: bananas but i don't i don't disagree at all with anything he's saying it's just if you have gotten to know ben at all over the years it's like (laughs) so funny to hear him every fucking like every time and (laughs) i i I probably i probably just it hits me now because like like for whatever reason after he said it like a couple times i'm like okay dude you guys talked about Langer for 20 minutes that's enough i get the i get the point and then they the next episode it's like, well, yeah, Jarvis Landry, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, God damn, like, can we not talk about this 30-year-old, you know, wider receiver with an eight out of four or whatever? Like, uh, let's, let's move on. And so it's just become like a thing where it's like, you know, it's a dog whistle for me. When Ben says yeah. Jarvis Landry, like, you know, my ears, my ears just go Did you go enjoy crazy, the so.
1: DJ Moore is, uh, is has a slightly better Jarvis Landry take last night?
0: It both simultaneously excited me and made me sick to my stomach. And it was one of those weird, it was one of those weird things where like, I was like, damn, that's a really good way to put it. But also why, like, don't, but don't say put it like that. that. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's valid, but stop. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. That, that was exactly, that was exactly how I felt. So uh, anyway, Pat, thanks again. And thanks you guys Thank you. for coming out. I, uh, I will be back tomorrow drafting a team. I, I sort of lied. For the people that are listening, I sort of lied last week when Rob and I did the hot dog eating contest. We are going to delay our next s- stupid, incredibly stupid draft that we do with um, like a challenge. We call it with a twist. Um, we're going to be doing like a hot ones basically episode. Um, but it, uh, just to be totally honest, it's my sister's birthday tomorrow. If I if I if I do hot ones at 4 p.m. and then try to go out with my family for dinner, that's not that's not going to work. Um, for anybody. So we're, we're, we're rescheduled just like last week. If I would have went out after eating a bunch of hot dogs while drafting a team that would have not worked. So we're going to, we're going to reschedule, but I'm going to be drafting a team tomorrow. I'm actually going to be trying to employ a late round quarterback strategy, which is like not, not in vogue anymore. It used to be, but it's not in vogue anymore. So I'm going to draft the late round quarterback team tomorrow at about this time. Uh, so for Pat and for me, and of course, for my dogs who are actually sleeping and we're good, During this episode, Uh, I will see you guys tomorrow.